thank you guys. Thank you for stepping into that worship. Thank you for calling out your own thank yous. Thank you. Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning. It is a very good morning indeed. <clears throat> our alarm keeps going off that there's somebody at our door. <laughs> I think they're, they're finishing the fence at the house. <sighs> this is just awesome. This has been an awesome time. Awesome, sweet presence. <sighs> I just want to thank you guys for just stepping into that. I love, 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 love that there's no formula. You know, you don't have to just sway back and forth. <laughs> There's no certain word that you have to say. It's just what's in your heart. It's just your expression. Even if you don't say anything at all, you're just projecting your heart to him. You're projecting your thoughts to him. That is worship. And I'm grateful that we don't have to follow a program anymore. <laughs> Hence, anymore. Oh, man. <clears throat> I just got these things rolling in my head. I'm trying to stop, stop. Come back, come back, come back. <laughs> come back, Raquel. No. I, <laughs> no, it's not good. <laughs> I did want to just share a little something with you guys. Uh, I've been reading in um, Nehemiah. And, you know, I'm reading it right now. Usually when I kind of get into a, a book of the Bible, I like to kind of read it as a novel and get all the juicy stuff from it. Because <laughs> there's a lot of juice in the Bible, if you know what I mean. And um, one thing that I, I, when I was reading in there, there's a prayer that he says, and he's like reminding God, you know, God, you said this, and God, you said that. And, and then I was remembering in other places of the Bible where these great men of God, these prophets, they're praying, and they're reminding God of the things that he's done, the things that he said. And I always felt like, I don't know, like, and God, remember? <laughs> remember what you said? You know, like, ah. And I, I think what I realized is, you know, on this earth, if you're talking to a king or a queen, um, to remind them or to come at them, if you will, that's, like, disrespectful. Like, you don't do that, you know. I've never met the Queen of England, but from what I understand on TikTok and videos, <laughs> she's got, I don't know if it's true, but she's got some crazy things like don't wear this color or don't do this or don't do that, don't squat or don't talk to her unless she talks to you. And it's almost not just her, but just, you know, in life, I think the image of a king or a queen has so distorted our view of God. Because here I am, I'm reading this, and I'm like, man, well, these guys were reminding you of what you did. So close my Bible, start walking around, and I'm trying to, God, remember? And I, I almost feel like cowering, like, I think that's what you said. <laughs> <clears throat> but what I love about that is that he showed me Raquel. That's not who I am. Don't put me in the box of a king or queen on this earth. I'm so much more. And then I thought... Well, dang, I should probably get to know this God. <laughs> I just love, love, love that he's not offended as I'm learning God. And I think if I could just leave you with anything, just encouraging you to step out and find out who your father is and not be afraid. 
I've shared this test, this not is not my testimony, this story before about a girl who something was going on in her life. There's a whole story about it. And she was just ticked off with God. And she started, these F-bombs started flying in her conversation with God. And I was like, whoa, she's going to die. It's going to be a bolt of lightning coming and hit her. Because, right, that's what God does, right? He stands up there and he tosses his bolts of lightning until you mess up so he can throw it at you. Not really. And the beautiful part is that the God that we serve, now I'm not advocating everybody go cuss at God. I'm not saying that. But the beautiful part is that she needed to get to a place to recognize something in her own mind so you can say, okay, now we can talk to you. You know, now, now you can hear me because you've gotten the truth out instead of trying to live this pretend lie, this pretend like, yeah, everything's fine, I'm good. You know how Christians are. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm blessed. How are you? <laughs> Stop talking about me. Let's talk about you. <sighs> but just getting to know God. And he's awesome. And who he is for you may be different for you. And that's okay because he's still your God. He's not being two-faced. He's just your personal God. Anyways, I thought I'd probably, so we've been doing this for a while. I thought maybe I should kind of get to know him a little deeper. So anyway, I just want to encourage you that. <laughs> now I'm going to do what I was going to do. <laughs> I know. I know. Everybody, if you don't mind, as Chris walks up here, can we all just say, Chris, 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 Chris. <clears throat> and for those of you new people that don't know that, I'm not going to explain because I know that it gets under his skin. <laughs> and he's going to fumble to try to explain it. But just, I just want you to know he loves accolades as he walks up to the stage. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah. So if you guys want to do a standing ovation, man. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Oh, no, brother, come on. Don't be shy. <laughs> I just want y'all to know. My heart is full. <laughs> Good Lord, man. All I did was give God praise, and it, it turned loose the monster. No, I'm just you know, uh, one thing that is very beautiful about that story she was telling is uh, that young lady... Um, she got to that place where she was just ranting and going off at God, and she was dropping a lot of, a lot of bombs on him. And he, and he actually said, man, uh, he, Amy, Amy Stummelfield, you can hear it on our podcast. It's a beautiful message. And she says, man, Amy, I'm so glad that you came to this place because now I can show you that I'm not the God you thought I was, but I'm better than that. He said, I'm not, you, you're mad at that picture of me, and that's not me. That's not me at all. And, you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing that getting to know our real father, right? Yeah, amen. Well, there's a, a lot going on today. Um, we, need, we got some folks fixing to head to El Salvador, Honduras. Honduras, yeah, man. Uh, so I know, Miss Sarah, you're, you're going, right? Camposes are going. Rubios are going, so we want to pray for you guys as family. Uh, but Sarah laughed at me and made jokes, so you can stay sitting down. But so why don't y'all come up here? Except Sarah, no, I'm just kidding, Sarah. Come on. No, come on. <laughs> you know I love you. I pick on Sarah too much. Amen. 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 Too much. 
So uh, if y'all can, if y'all can line across here and face the front, and um, baby, you want to come up here? Yeah. Whoa, Rebecca, easy. <laughs> we need some catchers up here just for a prayer. Anyway, so they're going, they're going to Honduras on a missions trip for a week. Is that right, brother? Yeah. A week. Yeah. So, um, uh, man, we want to pray for direction. We want to pray for wisdom. We want to pray for the heart of the Father that comes out on everything they do. We want to pray that, you know, when they open their mouth, that it's his voice that the people hear. And most of all, we want to pray for protection. We want to pray, um, you know, I, 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 I've come to, anyway, let me not go there. Sorry. Uh, we want to pray for protection, man, because uh, our God is a big God. And we're, they're going out to trample on some darkness. They're going to bring light to where there is none. And uh, uh, so we're going to pray for protection. So, man, listen, if you want to stand, if you want to stretch your arm out, if you whatever, you just join right in with us and uh, let's lift them up. So, Father, we thank you for the Camposes. We thank you for this awesome Sarah, uh, for the Rubios, Lord God, as they step off into the uh, responsibility of bringing light into a part of the world that most of us don't have an opportunity to go to. And they're going to take the good news of the kingdom and the love of the Father, the heart of the Father. And so uh, right here, Lord, we just ask for the, what you talked about in Isaiah. We talked about a double anointing, but also you talked about double honor. And I pray that there is double honor on them, that everywhere they step, we already know that the truth is that where they step, that that's your ground, that you claim it. It's, it's what naturally happens as your children go. But we pray for every element that is in that atmosphere. We pray for every, every uh, uh, person that they come in contact with to recognize immediately that these are sons and daughters of you that they hear your voice. Larry's not here. He's at work, I'm pretty sure. So we just anoint him as well. And uh, Father, we ask most of all your protection. I pray that you would give them insight, uh, that, that prophetically they would be able to hear your voice. Uh, I pray for words of knowledge to just be extremely impactful to people's lives so that they will know that the God of all the universe is speaking through these people directly to them, Father. And we thank you for safe passage. We thank you for just angels going before them and after them and all around them in the protection of the hand of the Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Woo, we're going to hear some big testimonies when they come back. Amen. Yeah, amen. Give the Lord a hand, man. Yeah. Um, all right. And also, uh, Miss Lydia is actually here this weekend. She was going to uh, play hooky. Uh, but uh, anyway, no, um, man, our, our good friend Jake Bullard is actually in San Antonio. And I got after that sucker, man. I told him, hey, bro, what's, what, what's going on, bro? You didn't even let me know. You're only two, hour, two and a half hours away from us, man. We could have worked something out where you're, you come here the week before or week after or something. You know, we could have done something. He goes, oh, man, I thought you were like, four or five hours away. I said, it don't matter, man. I had to, I got to jib him a little bit. But Lydia is a, um, um, not just, you know, aside from being an amazing person and a daughter 
of the king, man. She uh, has really been under Jake's uh, classes and tutelage for three years, two. You've done the master class stuff with him. And, um, man, Lydia's had the opportunity to even minister to people um, about dreams um, and prophetically about dreams uh, all over the world. You know, it's, it's been amazing. And um, so she was really excited, uh, you know, because Jake, he's in, he's in Georgia. Uh, and um, so she was going to go to San Antonio. I think a bunch of y'all were heading up there. But um, I know Marilyn's on Zoom. We'll blame it on her. She decided to get sick and go to the hospital. And so because of that, her daughters had to stay. True, see? I get an amen over here. Anyway, um, but um, so, I, I, hey, I know it's a bummer maybe not to go, but, man, God's going to honor that sacrifice, of, you know, needing to stay and take care of mom. And um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I know you're here this weekend, and I know you want to be over there, but, hey, it's all good. I mean, I'm going to get, we're going to get Jake over here and we'll see what all happens with that. But anyway, where's our kiddos, man? Uh, Lydia does an amazing job of teaching our young folks about, most importantly, about how to hear the Father's voice and what that looks like. So uh, are you ready? You're all good to go? All right, kiddos, y'all have at it. Be blessed. There's no junior Holy Spirit, so uh, it's just Holy Spirit, man. And, um, oh, we got some new kiddos there. Oh. I'm sorry? Well, I'm friends with Jake. Oh, you know Jake? Okay, we can bash him together, I'm sure. I'm sure you wouldn't mind jumping in. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, it's good to have y'all with us. Uh, yeah, what's y'all's names? Hey. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, man, I love him. He's awesome, man. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's good to have you guys with us, man. So y'all moved here from Atlanta? Yeah. Okay, cool, man. All right. Not too much of a weather change, though. That's kind of, isn't it? Y'all still get all the humidity? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one downside, but anyway, yeah. Good old Houston. We love it. Uh, it's really good to have y'all with us. Is there anybody else, visitors, I didn't catch? No? Okay, Doug, good to see you, brother. Um, well, um, I literally was hoping that Raquel would just take off with her whole Nehemiah thing. Um, um, it's not me holding her back. I want everybody to make sure y'all understand that. But um, we're, waiting on, we're waiting on Raquel. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, turn with me, if you would, to the, um, oh man, I lost my spot. Uh, we're going to be in Mark chapter 1 again, just to finish up a couple of things, and um, and, and then we're going to jump over to Acts chapter 2. Uh, you know, you, you might want to find Acts 2 anyway, because um, we're not going to be in Mark, but just a couple of, couple of verses there. Um, everybody having a good week so far? Yeah? Cool, man. Us too. When do y'all leave? Wednesday. And when do you come back? Not soon enough, right? No. Oh, Wednesday to Wednesday. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so, um, 
you know, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago um, about, I mean, you know, what I've got to share here is, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not the one that's like, oh, I got to share my message. Raquel took too long. I don't care about that at all, really. Um, I want to make sure that the most important thing for us is that you, the folks of this community, um, are equipped and, and have an encounter with the Father to go out and take an encounter and to be an encounter to the people around us. That's, that's the whole, that's the gospel right there, was just to bring in the Father's heart um, to the world around us. And um, it's funny how, you know, um, uh, this whole thing with Russia and Ukraine now, so many people become political analysts, right? Uh, you know, um, I wanted to just remind everybody that you are the dealers of hope. That's who you are. You are dealers of hope. Um, in the midst of all of this chaos and in the midst of all of this negativity, don't lose sight that you are the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. And you are His voice, His light. You are his arms and feet, to use the 90s, right? Um, that's who you are, and you're meant to, to... You're not bringing hope to the world. You are hope. Does that make sense? Jesus was the light of the world. He was the hope of the world, yes? But we know that he now lives where? In us. No longer do I live, but Christ lives in me. And, and, and John said it so much better when he said in, uh, in that first letter that uh, as Jesus was, so you are. That's his words, not mine. Uh, and so you are the hope that this world needs because by way of Holy Spirit, Father is speaking to you so you can, he can work through you. Amen? Don't lose sight. And people right now, um, even here in our own country with everything going on, man, it's crazy. There's so much going on, and I mean, we can blame um, whoever and whatever, but the bottom line is people are, are struggling, right? And you and I have the answers. We, you know, to use Drew Neal's line, we are the solutionaries of the world, amen? Don't lose sight. And so I wanted to, to jump in um, this morning and, and jump, I wanted to jump off from where we were in Mark, where we're talking about, um, I mean, one of, the, one of the biggest things about us that I love so much about where CORE has come from, leaving all that religiosity behind, leaving all that religion and, and, and church culture, if we have left that behind and going after kingdom, um, because that's what Jesus came, right? That's what he came to bring was kingdom. He didn't come to build a church. What I love about that is that we have really stepped in here in this community. We have stepped into what it looks like to be kingdom family, but also what it looks like to be kingdom reality. Um, I love the fact that, I mean, like how many, how many times in the past would, I mean, would the other pastor get up here in tennis shoes and a nose piercing? You wouldn't let that, that wouldn't happen. Come on, you know I'm not, I'm not picking at her. Come on, why are you doing, see? I'm going to take my blessings back. No. You know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't happen. No, 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 no. And I got my shirt untucked. Oh, Dai. you know. Or those types of things wouldn't be allowed. We, we've gone after the reality. This, this story that she told about this girl that took off cussing at God. 
a church cultured mindset stops the conversation right there. They don't hear the person's heart, right? And I love it that I think, and my, this is my personal opinion, um, I believe that that's how Jesus came on the earth. When Jesus was walking around, you actually don't see anywhere that he condemns anybody. He never condemned anybody, right? He never once, like, I mean, he did get after some folks, but there was no condemnation. When he had, as being God in the flesh, he had every opportunity and every right. If you want to go from that standpoint, he had that. But that's not his heart. And that's what I love, man. Walks up to uh, Andrew and, and uh, Simon and Andrew, and he says, Hey, guys, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Why? Because he had already instilled that in them as to who they were. As they, were they were really supposed to be reeling in people. But they just hadn't got on track with him yet, so they were reeling in fish. And he says, hey, hey let, me, let me put you on your real purpose, your real identity, just real life, right? How about Raquel's been on that, um, that story of uh, the woman at the well for so long. Here's a woman. I had forgotten that point when Raquel was making the point about, uh, you know, she didn't even go get water at the same time as everybody else because she was shunned because she had five husbands. You know, they saw her come like, ooh. And the reality is, is it wasn't that she was this woman that jumped from man to man and some of those choice words that, you know, our culture would use today. The fact was, is that in that day, women didn't have a choice. And, and most of our, our good church culture bypasses those, those thoughts of what was the culture. The culture was that men could divorce women like that. And that's what happened. She was divorced five times. But Jesus comes in, and the reality of the situation, the real-life situation of her and her heart and her environment, she didn't have a choice in that. He steps in and brings real life and says, hey, can you get me a glass of water? Right? I mean, you know what I'm, that's what I love that y'all have, do, have done so well is the reality of life in this world and bringing kingdom into that. And so... Here in Mark, I want to talk about this morning about the real life uh, aspect versus, um, or not versus, that's, that's, that's the problem, that's, um, that's the wrong way to look at that. Um, I was going to say the supernatural. We cannot forget that we are supernatural people. We cannot forget that we are dual citizens, that we live here and there, that we're partners, sons, daughters. Um, I have full access, just like you have full access, to every single ounce and aspect of the kingdom of God. Is it true? You and I, he even says that you and I have the mind of Christ. Amen? I love the other definition of, uh, one, of the, one of the roles that Holy Spirit actually um, I was going to say plays. It's not, I can see somebody from church will throw a rock at me for saying that. Holy Spirit, don't play. <laughs> One of his roles is to reveal the Father's heart to you. Think about that. You and I have the mind of Christ, the full aspect of heaven. We're dual citizens, and we get to hear what the Father wants us to hear. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Right. And so 
what I don't want to lose sight of, um, I said a, a, a comment the other day that it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, oh, man, I'm going to mess it up now. I just heard it on the message. I just listened to it. Man, I'm going to mess it up. What I said was, uh, I was talking about, it doesn't matter how holy I am when I walk in here or how many tongues I speak in or how many miracles I pray for if, if I'm rude to the guy at the gas station. You remember that when I said that? So I've been going back over that, and I, I, I talked about the aspect of, you know, one of the aspects of the, you know, we, we call it the fruit of the Spirit, right, Galatians 5? It's gentleness, long-suffering, right? So if you, if, you, if you can't be gentle or kind, you're missing part of the heart of God. And so all this other, it doesn't do any good if you're going to be rude and a jerk over here at the Chevron. Does that make sense? And so we've talked a lot about that aspect, the reality of life. The, rela- the reality of that when you go down to the governmental office to get your license or whatever, them folks, man, they having bad days every day. Ooh, Lord, you walk in there and them folks are like rude. And most of us automatically, I think, want to do the, you know, I want to lash out or do the, how many people remember in Living Color, two, two snaps up in Z formation, y'all remember that? Like, you want to go at him, right? But, but that's not who he is, and that's actually not who you are any longer. And so there's that aspect of it, right, of being nice, being kind, bringing the light of the Father into that situation. But we cannot forget, and we cannot get so focused on the reality of real life walking with people that have no grid for, for God, right? We cannot forget or lose aspect or lose sight of the supernatural aspect. At any moment, you and I have the full authority and the power within us to see creative miracles happen. I, I mentioned word of knowledge. We, you know, those are just some of the gifts, right? Being prophetic. Uh, we talked about Jake, and that's, that's an amazing, amazing window that God has really tapped into him with. Um, I hate to use the word interpreting. It's not interpreting dreams. Um, and L- Lydia will correct me and give me the right language. Um, but taking a dream and seeing what prophetically God is saying to you, like, we can't forget that stuff. Um, and that's what I want to just share a couple of things that I, I, I want to make sure that I am balancing what I'm sharing um, because we've shared so hard and so much about walking in real life. But we can't forget the aspect of real life that we actually own is a supernatural side. Does this make sense? Are y'all with me? Four of you. Okay. Let me do a better job. Um, so here in Mark, uh, oh, my, this all shifted on me. Man, I'm still trying to get used to this new Bible app. So in, I'm going to read for a little bit out of the, just a couple of verses out of the um, New American Standard and then we'll jump to Acts 2, and um, I'll, I'll read a little bit in the Passion out of that. But So in Mark 1, we went over this a couple of weeks, where, you know, John is uh, arrested, right? And, and Jesus comes on the scene, and he starts to, you know, right away tells the brothers, hey, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. That's in verse 17. But what I, I wanted to hit again is um, um, verse uh, 21 
um, is that he went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and began to teach. In verse 22, they were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as the scribes, right? Um, and he encounters in that same uh, moment there, he encounters uh, a demon-possessed man, and he handles that business right there. He just says, hey, come on out, dude. Um, you know, the, the guy convulsed, or it says that the demon actually made him convulse and shook him. And Jesus real quick says, uh, no, no, hang on. I ain't going to let you speak. It says he did not permit them uh, to speak. And, uh, and, and that comes out, verse 21 uh, 27, sorry, says they were all amazed so that they debated among themselves, what is this, a new teaching with authority that he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Uh, and immediately the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding district of Galilee. Um, and he goes on and on. It, it, it jumps around. A few other um, amazing things happen. Uh, but it comes down to the fact that all the surrounding areas of Galilee began to gather and come, right? Because they came to him and they would bring sick people. They would bring demon-possessed people. They were wanting to hear him teach. Why? Because it was something different. Jesus combined everything that the Father had and laid it out for the people of this world so that they could learn to take part. He brought the reality of life where he's more than willing to walk up. Number one, when he went to the Samaritan woman, uh, Man, that was a whole racial thing right there because you don't do that. Jews don't, Samaritans were, they call them the dogs, right, of Israel. And that was like, you don't, you don't do that. You don't, that's the first thing she says is, hey, why are you a Jew, a Jew talking to me? You know what I mean? Uh, so he already broke that barrier. On top of that, she's a woman. On top of that, she's been divorced five times and got living with somebody now. Like, he broke the reality of this is a woman that needs God. And you know what I love is that he didn't come with crossing his arms and standing up there, thou needest me, for I am holy. Oh. You know what I mean? He comes up and says, hey, can you give me a drink of water? And he starts a conversation. And that leads to the supernatural part where she says, oh, man, you're, I perceive that you are a prophet. Right? And then the whole town gets changed. Can you imagine? It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. I do believe, I'm not on a church, um, I'm not the church killer or church hunt, but um, I do believe that the church culture that we have been inundated with for so many years um, has messed up the picture and the image of God's real heart. And I, I mean... We could go back into so many things. I've talked about so many, uh, you know, there's not too much on the spectrum that we're, we're not really afraid to talk about. But you can hit any aspect, whether it was even back to the crusades of a thousand years ago, right? Where they had to go and take back the Holy Land in the name of Christ. And we got to kill all the Muslims because they're, they're Muslims. They don't serve God. Like, anyway, and, uh, I'm fixing to, don't need to do that. Anyway, let me move on, sorry. Sorry, I just, I have all these things popping in my head now and trying to discern if that's him or that's just me wanting to rant. 
anyway. <laughs> uh. Man. I mean, how stupid is this stuff, man? Come on. Like, seriously. Seriously. Y'all know one of the biggest things on my heart is, is uh, uh, Native Americans. And, and I'm not one that's going to jump on the box and say, you know, oh, look what America did. I mean, they did it. Did it in the name of Christ, right? Um, back when... Um, when the whole immigration started happening to America, look at, you can look at every aspect um, of life, even whether, whether it was the people coming from Spain, whether it was people coming from France, whether it was the people coming from England, they all came over and immediately started to enslave them. And then we get the whole part of, how about, how about women? You know, y'all only been voting, be able to, been able to vote for 100 years now, right? Again, how stupid is that? Right. Um, go to the whole aspect of the way that uh, slavery in itself, slavery wasn't an Americanized thing. That was something the world was doing over. And they just brought that over here. It's supposed to have been a whole new start for freedom, for God, for worshiping God. Right. And they just turned right around and pulled in some of the things that were still going on in the world that like that. Somebody said something the other day that. Uh, well, God was for slavery because that, that's, that's what he said in the word. He talked about slaves. And I didn't, this was something I saw on, uh, on an Instagram post, so I didn't get to tell them, uh, not that they're stupid, but how stupid that is. Because God never intended for that to happen. He was moving and trying to speak and change the world that man had created. Anyway, sorry. I think I vomited all that out. I'm sorry, man. It just, this stuff just, it, it just, it just, I know where I come from. And I know that that church culture, what it, that thinking, what it did to my own life, to our life, to our kids' life for 25 years. And man, I, I, I love to beat the fire out of that thing, man. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I'm just a good old country boy at heart. So I say a few things that are countrified, I guess. And that's what my grandfather used to say, well, I'll beat the fire out of you, so. I know when that, when that is said, that's when it's really bad, and that's what I would love to do to church culture. But if I need to get, you know, professional, I, I can do that too. Anyway, so there's all these things that, that Jesus is doing right here in this, in this real life, right? He's bringing all this amazement. He's bringing all this truth, this new authority. He's doing this. It's, it's the real life mixed in with the supernatural together because that's actually how we're supposed to be. Jump over to Acts chapter 2 with me. Um, and um, um, let me know when you get there. Amen. Speed readers. Um, there's this amazing thing that, that Peter uh, says. Um, right, as the Holy, right as the Holy Spirit fell and there's all this going on and the people are like, what in the world is going on? All these dudes are drunk. And um, let me see, here I am, X2, there we go. Okay, go down to verse 17, um, or actually 14, I'm sorry. In 14, this is where uh, Peter stands up 
and um, with the other disciples, he raised his voice, he declares to them, men of Judea and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words, for these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. He lays down a foundation here. And I, I want to read a few of these um, of what he quoted out of Joel chapter 2. I highly encourage you to go back. We're going to jump at Joel in a little bit, but um, just real quick. But uh, it, it's awesome to go and read the whole book of Joel. It's three, three, three chapters. Uh, it's really good. Verse 17 and it shall be in the last days that God says that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And even on my bondservants, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders, verse 19, in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And he goes on and on and, and he starts to address them. Um, and he tells them that um, this right here, what, you're, what you know in the book of Joel is what is happening right now. This is part of that. It's the beginning of it. Um, I wanted to read uh, part of this out of the Passion um, in verse 17, Paul says, or Peter says, This is what I will do in the last days. He's quoting Joel. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy, your young men to see visions, your old men will experience dreams from God, and the Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I will reveal. Uh, startling signs and wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth below. And he goes on. Um, so in verse 17 right here, um, this, um, uh, there's, a, there's a portion here. Um, so, you know, Jesus was actually speaking Aramaic, right? He wasn't speaking King James. That's what church culture taught us, too, that Jesus was walking around saying, thy and thee. So in the Aramaic right here where he says, I will pour out my spirit, the actual literal translation, it means to, uh, to or in the Greek, it means to gush forth or to run greedily, like, like it's just pouring out all over everything. But in the Aramaic, it can be translated as... Um, I will be splashing my wind, my spirit wind over all humanity. I, I, the reason that when you go to the gas station and the rudest person or the homeless guy or the criminal that gets arrested, the reason that they deserve um, our kindness uh, and our our love, our compassion. I'm not saying at all that we do away with laws in prison. That's not what I'm advocating at all. I'm saying they deserve our, our heart because he already poured out his spirit on all flesh. And I want to be like my father. 
I want to do what he did, what he does. I want to walk that way. Now, I am all for um, due process. So don't walk out of here and on the YouTubes, don't sit there and say, well, this guy said, no, I'm not. I think if you do a crime, there has to be some repercussions. I do believe that. What I'm saying is we owe it to the people around us to bring them the insight into the heart of the Father because he didn't pour it out just on John or just on Doug or only Ryan, not Adriana, and not uh, Carrie, my sister-in-law. I forgot your name for a second. Sorry. He didn't jump in, in... You know, there's... Okay, there's, there's... I saw another video clip where this guy is standing up there and he's sitting there in his suit and he says... Man, it sounds so bad. He says, I won't, I won't even sit in a church where a lady is teaching, especially if she's a pastor, because God doesn't move that way. And he said, if you think that way, you're wrong. And I, immediately I had the thought, I bet that guy's got a woman doctor. I bet, can you imagine if, God forbid, something happened to him, he goes in the ER, and they got to do surgery, and it's a woman, what's he going to do? Do you see what I mean? How, that is a very, um, man, I'm sorry if I come off too strong with that. It's just a very, um, can't say any of those words. Thank you, Mark. I love it that you're so much in, more intelligent than me. It's a very narrow-minded way to think. Because you wouldn't let a woman... We actually have someone in our family like that. They don't think women can do any of that. Be a police officer? Are you crazy? Uh, but yet, if they're laying on the hospital table and they got to get cut open and do some surgery and it happens to be a woman at the ER, is the, what, you know what I'm Does this make sense? Like, those are the kinds of thoughts that are not reality with the kingdom of heaven. They're not. We can even prove it if we go further back and look at Genesis and when he actually created man and woman. That whole, oh, I got to go there. That whole word where it says that um, Eve would be a helpmate. Do you remember that word? Do you know that word is, that exact word is only used 11 times in the Old Testament. And you know, you know we, we were always taught that it meant like a helper, like a servant, right? You know that word is actually used, that's the same word to describe God. <laughs> See, it didn't, man, man alone, Adam wasn't enough to, to portray the fullness of God. He had to put him to sleep, take a part of him, and finish the job and make the woman. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, oh, I'm way off track, man. I am so sorry, y'all. Um,. Let me, let, me, <laughs> let me get to this point. Um, the reality is, is that he poured his spirit out on all flesh. That's what he did. The, the problem is, is that the people around us that haven't yet, we used to use the word accepted Christ, gotten saved, made the happy hop to hallelujah or whatever you want to call it. Those folks that haven't done that yet is they simply haven't been introduced to their father. Now, 
that's our responsibility is to bring the light to the world, to bring understanding to the darkness that's there. The course of this world has kept people back from the course of their eternity. That's Ephesians chapter 2. It's, it's, it's just amazing to me. Um, so um, the, uh, the other part of this that I really wanted to get to was in verse 17 where he says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and on everyone, and I will cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will experience dreams from God. That whole aspect, uh, prophesying, dreams, visions, um, every bit of that, the door was opened for that to be experienced by everyone. Because before, the reason he, that Joel makes this prophecy you know, hundreds of years before this is because in those times, oh, no, 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 it wasn't just anybody could do that. It definitely wasn't any young people. Samuel was, a, um, um, was an exception to the rule, right? They were just certain individuals that that happened to, and so he's letting them know, hey, man, the time is coming where everybody gets to be part of the kingdom. And that time has already been since Christ came and made the way, and that's what you and I get to walk in. And it's beautiful. Don't forget the supernatural aspect of your life with Christ as you walk in the world with everyday folks. He goes on to talk about um, uh, those, those are actually, um, that word visions. Uh, let me go to that. Um, okay, horasis is the actual way to say it. And no, I'm not Greek. I know. So sorry. And uh, it means the act of seeing the sense of sight from the eyes or the appearance of visible form or a vision. And when it's a vision, it's an appearance divinely granted in an ecstasy or a dream. That's the actual word. That's the definition of how Paul or Peter actually wrote it out. Right? In the way that he's describing it. So why is that important? It's important because we have to remember and keep our insight open to all aspects of what we're going through. You know, we're over here talking about Jake a whole lot today, right? Um, Jake's got an amazing insight. Lydia has an amazing insight from sitting two years under him and, and, and getting that teaching and training. Your dreams... It's just another form of language of God speaking to you. That's, he says that actually several times in the Word. Um, but don't lose aspect. I know uh, we were at lunch in Amarillo, and we're sitting there at the, at the barbecue place, and that, that girl, the waitress on there, we're sitting there, and I think Eric was, he was back in that teacher mode from VSSM, although we wasn't in his group. And he, he went full on teacher mode, and he says, okay, anybody got a word for her? Who's got a word? Huh? He didn't snap his fingers, but that's how it felt. It felt like, chop, chop, kiddos, let's do this, right? And we're sitting there, and, and everybody's like. And she comes up, and Eric says, hey, does the number 12 mean anything to you? And she goes, oh, my God, that's my favorite number. And he goes, oh, I can hurt. Because now he had to step out, but he did it. And, man, he gave her this awesome word, man. And then Roger had to jump in on that, right? And Roger jumps in, and he gives her an awesome word, too. And I'm just sitting back like, man, man, these are my folks, man. I love it. This is awesome. 
But you know, when he was telling her the word, he didn't go, oh, shaka. You know, he didn't. Anyway. Man, y'all are messing me up. Anyway, my point is, is Eric was just real about it. And I really felt like that was like a woman at the well moment. He didn't, he didn't shock her. I'm not going to shake. He didn't do any of that. He didn't tell her, well, look, this will only work if you repent from your sin, you worthless. You just gave her the word, bro. And it hit her heart. The other day. Eric and Ronnie, we, uh, we've been, been gathering the men, trying to, you know, do some manly things. And uh, <laughs> we went to Denny's right up here, um, and, and we're all sitting there eating, and we had the intent and the purpose that we wanted to leave a really good tip for the waitress. And we did. Um, and Ronnie um, was the one that gave it, excuse me, gave it to her. And Ronnie starts talking to her. He tells her what's going on. Man, just real life. You know, when she came around, she was bringing the food. Nobody stopped and said, hold on, guys. We need to pray for our food at this very moment. Ma'am, do you need any, any prayer requests from you, sinner? We didn't do that. You know what I mean? We just were real. We just prayed for our food. We took up the tips. Ronnie was the last one, I think, is how he got it. <laughs> He went up, he gives her the tip, tells her what we were, hey, we're just, we just wanted to bless you. I don't think he even, I don't think he pulled out his King James Version and hit her in the head or anything like that either. He just, hey, we wanted to bless you, being gentle, being nice, right? And these two instances are the, I believe, are the true aspect of how you and I should walk out life. Whether someone comes up, and they, they are demon-possessed, and you got to handle that business right there, or you just got to be kind to them. Because Jesus was all things to all people, and that is exactly what he told us to be. Amen? All things to all people. Let me, let me wrap this up with this one. Um, there's a little bit more on that verse 17. Um, but let me, let me move from there. Let, go with me to uh, the book of Joel. I want to read this to you just so you have it. Or I wanted us to read together. If, uh, are the screens up? Man, they didn't get that, that, we didn't get that fixed yet. I am sorry. I have to get on that. We got a, something short out or something. Uh, Joel chapter 2. Um, so there was a lot of bad stuff that had gone on. Um, and, and there was all this, um, uh, this, this terrible visitation that had come and there was a warning, you know, this is where Joel chapter two is where you get, you know, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm and all that. But then there is the promise of deliverance. And, um, this is what Peter is referencing in Acts 2, when all the move of the, the, this is the first, the release of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, right, is come. And he says, this is what Peter grabs right here. He's, this is what he says. Hey, guys, this is what's going on. This right here. And he goes to this passage. I wanted to read the whole thing, if y'all could read it with me. 
Or if you, you know, if you want to go back and read it later, that's cool too. I'm just going to read these verses and we'll end with this. In verse 18 is where it starts, the deliverance that was promised. He says, then the Lord will be zealous for his land and will have pity on his people. You are his land. Amen. Uh, the Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I am going to send you grain, new wine, and oil. So there you have the food and sustenance that you need. You have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit along with the anointing that he promises. Yeah, And you will be satisfied in full with them. There is no lacking in our God, which means there's no lacking in you. We want to get real biblical. We can go to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want or lack if you're real King James, right? I will not lack. Um, and there is, no, how about getting into Ephesians where he says that you've been given how many spiritual blessings? Every and all. You know what that means in Spanish? All. You want to break down the, yeah, todo. You want to break down the, the Hebrew of that? It means all. You and I don't lack anything. Anyway, he says, uh, this is um, the second half of verse 19, and you will be satisfied in full with the anointing, the sustenance, and the oil. You will, uh, and I will never again make you a reproach among the nations but I will remove the northern army far from you. I will drive it into a parched and desolate land, its vanguard into the eastern sea, its rear guard into the western sea, and its stench will arise and its foul smell will come up, for it has done great things. Do not fear, O land. Rejoice and be glad, for the Lord has done great things. Uh, do not, you know, that's just him removing the ability of the attack against you. Psalm 91, uh, on and on and on. He will not let the pestilence come near you. It won't even touch you. You'll only see it with your eyes. He'll cause his angels to uh, give, um, keep you from even stubbing your toe. Amen, and on and on. Verse 22, do not fear the beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness have turned green, for the tree has borne its fruit, the fig tree and the vine have yielded in full. Who's part of the vine? We are. He's the vine. We are the, the, the vine producing in full is you stepping into your full potential of who you're meant to be. Amen? Man, Ryan, I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> so verse 22, So rejoice, O sons of Zion, and be glad in the Lord your God, for he has given you the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you the rain, the early and the latter rain as before. The threshing floors will be full of grain and the vats will overflow and the new wine or with new wine and oil. And then I will make up to you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The creeping locust, the stripping locust, the gnawing locust, my great army which I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat. And be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Then my people will never be put to shame. He replenishes all that was stolen. And he replenishes all 
that was devoured. Amen? Not a portion of it, not a piece of it, but he restores all of it. Here's the one thing that I do believe. I do believe that you and I only have so much capacity, right? We only have so much that we can understand, so much that we can hold, you know, so much that we can attain at the moment. And that's where the process of this love relationship with him comes in, where he is growing us. The example that Raquel gave earlier about she's learning, she's walking in this new understanding, right? She gets to a point where she understands something just like the rest of us, and then boom, you don't just stop and you're done. Now you get to grow to another point of capacity. So the restoration of all that was lost from me is currently only to the limit of my capacity to understand and move and live with him. And I'm going to continue to grow and continue to step, and then I will get some more understanding of the restoration that has been given to me. This makes sense? So, and the last thing of that, oh man, I love it. Um, you will have plenty to eat and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord who has dealt wondrously with you. Then my people will never be put to shame. One of my favorite songs is Father's House. Uh, There's no shame allowed anymore. Um, You know, I wasn't, um, I mentioned this a lot, I think, about my testimony. I wasn't one that dealt with Shame. I've never done any drugs, never been with anybody else. I didn't do the party scene, and um, I didn't do all that. I, I, I don't know all of that. But I know how devastating shame can be. Shame is a word that never comes off the Father's lips against anybody, but only to remove The only time that God ever uses that word is, oh, I'm removing that shame from you. Right? We don't allow any shame in here. Um, That is one thing. We will never, ever be a community. um, And we will never have people under us um, that look at folks that way. If we do, they're gone. Sorry. If I ever do it, man, I need a punch in the face. Sarah, calm down. I know how desperately you want to punch me. It's no, no, just just leave it there. That's another thing that I I do. I anyway. Oh my lantern. We have no right to shame anybody. What right do we have to do that? When the God that created them doesn't do it, right? I mean, people have made mistakes. Anybody in here made, how about stupid mistakes? Anybody done? Oh, yeah, man. Lots of them. You know, that's the one thing I, I love. I love, I love the, the, the teaching that, that we have, the revelation we have about the course of this world from Ephesians 2. You don't have any choices of where you're born, when you're born, who you're born to, the environment you're brought up in. You don't have any choices in that. And if they brought you up thinking that this is the way it is, then you didn't have a choice with that. God doesn't sit there, oh, man, they should have left that house at four years old. He doesn't sit there and say, oh, man, this kid. 
He doesn't do that, and neither should we. The heart of the Father doesn't do that. And I love it that that's one of the, of all the things that he could have said in this prophetic moment about the future of how his people would be, he brought in the fact that they're not going to have any shame. Man, how awesome is that, right? My people will never be put to shame. Verse 28, here it is. It will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And even on male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And he goes on to talk about displaying the wonders and on and on. And all in all, to me, I wanted to remind us, I felt like I needed, uh, maybe it's just for me, to speak it out about the reminder to not lose the fullness of our God and not just so focused on the supernatural that we forget the reality of this world and not to be so focused on being gentle and loving kindness to people that we forget that we can prophesy over their life and change their future in the moment or that we can give them a word of knowledge that will shake their whole life to the core and then it will follow up with a word from the Father that they know can only come by Him or better yet, praying for someone for deliverance or the creative miracle that we so desperately need. Amen? I look around. I know every one of you in here have seen that stuff and know that stuff. So this isn't a, uh, um, you know, one of these things. This is a reminder for all of us as core, as family here, for this community. That's the call that we have is to bring the fullness of the kingdom, the fullness of the kingdom to the world around us here, to bring his heart for them to this world right here in this community, no matter what aspect that that is, no matter what they are, who they are, what they do, the school system in Conroe, the police department in Conroe, you know, the hospital, uh, depart, uh, hospital community in Conroe, on and on and on. We need to bring them the kingdom because the kingdom works all the way around. Amen? Does this make sense? Amen. Amen. Would y'all stand with me? Sorry about my rabbit trails. Maybe. I think this is one of those ones I'm going to go back and listen to and I'm going to go, oh my God. Or I don't know. Did you make a list? So... Father, I ask you now <laughs> for grace. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, all right. Seriously. Man, Father, I just thank you so much. Um, it's such a, uh, no, I really do. It's just an amazing group of people here. And uh, I love what you have done with this whole community. Um, but I'm more excited about what you're going to do through them as we continue to move forward, as we continue to allow you to, um, to grow us and to prune us as we step deeper into the unknown and we look at how we can change the world around us, uh, every aspect. Man, Father, I love it. I love what you're doing. I pray for insight. I pray for wisdom. I pray for each and every person here, Lord, and uh, those listening uh, whether they're on Zoom right now or it's the podcast or the YouTube, uh, I, I just right now ask for a greater release 
of grace into their life for an amazing understanding and balance of reality and supernatural. Actually, the supernatural is reality for us, and I pray that that is not lost on us as we continue to step forward, Father, as we continue to bring the kingdom to this world around us. Father, I ask you in the name of your Son uh, that you would give fresh new insight, a fresh new release of grace over your folks so that we can continue to press forward and change this world. And I thank you also. Um, there's something about... Um, There's something about another about power. I'm not. Um, so I feel like that there is. Um, I don't think it's you guys, but I feel like there's just somebody, something that's coming up that you or we are going to need this this um, this better grasp on the power that we carry. Um, so I, I hardly ever do this, but I, I literally feel like I'm like a CEO, you know, like a, if you're going to go rock climbing and they put that around you, like the, like a rope that you're grabbing hold of, like you're getting a hold of this rope is what I feel like I'm, and I, I just keep hearing that word power. And I feel like somebody or, or either maybe it's all of us is going to need to have a better grasp on the understanding of the power that we carry, um, and so I don't know if, um, man, Father, if that's for somebody specific, then I pray right now, we as family lift up that person. If that's for us, for something we're fixing to face, then let us have an understanding and a, an ability just to reach down and, and, and understand the power that we carry as your sons and your daughters. And uh, I just release that over all of us in Jesus' name. Uh, uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us to, um, to be awakened when that moment arises uh, or a quickening is the word I was looking for. Uh, so help us, Holy Spirit, to recognize that and to see that. And, um, man, I just thank you so much. This week is going to be awesome as your people step in. We've already been given every blessing. And so uh, we ask for the capacity to walk that out. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. I see Marilyn's on the, she's still on the yeah. Zoom. She was. Marilyn, we pray for you right now. You're in that hospital uh, I know you want to get well and come out of there, but man, while you're there, uh, we pray for you to radically shift the whole hospital. We pray that every doctor, every nurse, every technician, even if they bring you food from the cafeteria, uh, anybody that comes in to clean that room, that when they walk in the room, there would be a shift immediately and that it would be an automatic instant understanding that the love of the Father is pouring out of you and I pray that you get the opportunity to share that with somebody. Uh, I know you're kind of weak, so we don't have to worry about you hitting them with the King James Bible. But give them the words that would hit their heart, that would just, just slap them right in the heart and radically shift them um, for a view of what the Father has for them. Amen. And again, we pray for this whole group that's going to go and radically change Honduras. Amen. Uh, so, uh, Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. We bless everybody. Man, if y'all need prayer for anything specific, uh, please come on up here. I know we've got the men's uh, deal. We're going to go shoot some stuff at Ronnie's place. Uh, is that next weekend? 12th. You can see Ronnie or Eric uh, for more information. Uh, you know, 
Um, and I'm, is that is there anything? Oh, Ryan Pena is coming um, April second and third to be a Saturday and a Sunday. That's where Jake is this weekend at his church. Ryan's going to come down. Awesome, amazing. You know, he's turned into a good friend of ours, and uh, we love his insight and love what he brings. Um, you know, there's definitely some prophetic stuff that'll happen, but don't come just for that. Come and get the teaching, right? That'll be Saturday at 5, and then also that regular Sunday morning. And, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting to mention offering. We do, uh, yeah, we do, we do need to keep the lights on and pay the rent. Uh, you know, uh, Raquel and I full-on have invested in, in you and what y'all are doing. We don't take a salary. Uh, you know, the, the money raised here is simply to pay the bills and uh, do our social media, uh, take care of all that stuff, the light bill and everything. So... You can give online through the app. You can see Sarah for that. Uh, they, we do have some old 1970s offering plates over there if you want to give into those. Uh, yeah. um, and the camping, yeah. Yeah, April 22nd? 22nd, 23rd. Zoe, raise your hand. If you've got any questions about camping, go see her. I have no idea about it. I didn't even remember the date. I just know... It's a whole weekend. You don't have to go the whole weekend. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going just up the road to uh, uh, Lake Livingston. It's maybe 45 minutes from here, maybe. Um, uh, if you want to come just hang out one day, that's fine. The church, we are closing that Sunday because uh, this is a family camp out uh, that we're going after, and we're going to go have a great time. There's, you know, It's not going to be you know, this hardcore, rigid um, schedule. There's a lot of liberty there. There's a lot of freedom. No, no, uh, we don't worry. Hey, man, I'm taking up for you, okay? We we have some suggestions from Zoe and her her amazing leadership qualities and organization and structure is on display, but it's not demanded. It is simply, you know, suggestion. There is a, I think the cost is $40, $45, yeah, so, and that's the whole weekend, the meals we're pitching in, it's going to be a great time, we're going to have some amazing fun, uh, whether, you, whether you're in tents or you got an RV, either way, uh, go and see her about it, but that's the 22nd, that whole weekend, uh, and um, Matt is up and going for it, uh, he is ready to come back, so we're trying to work that out to get him down here, and uh, other than that, man, it's been great. Uh, if y'all need prayer for anything specific, please come and see us. We love you. God bless and be safe.